Well, hey guys, welcome to At Large Bid. Um, this is a weird ass episode this week because it's two episodes in one, basically. Uh, I'm Tim Daniel. I'm Ryan Lusta. So Ryan, we re- I originally recorded this on Tuesday night with my pal Donnie Mankey because Ryan couldn't make it. Shout out Donnie. And then um, we were like, okay, hey, that'll be good. Nothing's gonna go crazy this week, and everything mm. went crazy this week. Every everything. Yes. So. Um, the first part of the show, Donnie and I talk a lot about uh, the first 16 release. Uh, we talk about uh, the Duke-Virginia game. We talk about the Carolina-Virginia game. And then we like kind of ended on, will Xavier win another game this year? But wait, there's more. <laughs> wait, there's more. <laughs> and then we're going to pick up the episode from there with Ryan and I talking about Michigan's loss to Penn State. I do make mention that Xavier does, in fact, win another game this year as they won on Wednesday night. OT. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then we talk about the two Kentucky schools, Kentucky losing to LSU on a goaltend at the end of the game. That was definitely a goaltend. It was above the cylinder. 100%. 100%. Sorry, UK. Yeah, not really. No. We've been so nice to them for yeah. like two months. It's sickening. Yeah. Like, Sick. I feel gross. I do too. I feel like I gained 20 pounds. So I need you guys to go ahead and like, comment, and share. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And then we talk about Louisville and Duke and the epic comeback that was. Or the debacle that was. Yes. Whichever one you would look at. Exactly. But hey, guess what we're going to advertise? What? We have a live show coming up. Meow, 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 meow. What is it, March 20th? March 20th. What time? 7.30 to 9 p.m. Eastern. What are we going to be doing? We're we'll talking the NCAA tournament brackets. Wow. And we're going to be at Braxton Brewery Covington, in Covington. Covington, with cool guests, Adam Baum of the Cincinnati Enquirer, yeah. former Xavier basketball player, current NKU color commentator, and host of the Be Different podcast, You're. my good friend, Brad Redford. So, hey guys, this is a free event. There's good beer, hoops. We're part of the Storm the Core campaign Braxton's running on their website, where you can enter their bracket contest and maybe get some swag. Swagga. Swag. Swagga. Swag. Swag. So... Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and go into part one of the episode. About, th- I think both parts are about 30 minutes long. Um, so please stay after Donnie and I sign off <laughs> so you can hear Ryan and I will do some cool transitions there. But uh, yeah, guys, enjoy the show. Holla. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, brought to you by the 48 Minutes Network. I am Tim Daniel. Uh, normally, we have Ryan Luster with us. He unfortunately could not make it this week. But hey, I got my good pal from Banners on the Parkway. Mr. Donnie Menke to join me. What's up, pal? What's up, Tim? How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for coming and doing this with us. I'm glad I got to. Yeah, so Donnie's a good buddy of mine. We got to, we met uh, last year covering Xavier basketball, and we've kind of hit it off. We're like basically together every game now. So we talk all, we talk college hoops all the time, and I was like, man, i got to get this guy to come to a pod, and this is the best week to do it. So we're excited you're here. We're going to be talking a lot of cool stuff, including the, top, the first revision of the top 16, the wild weekend the Virginia Cavaliers had, and also Anthony Edwards' commitment to Georgia and a whole lot more. So without further ado, enjoy the show, guys. Thanks for listening. Well, Donnie, uh, thanks for filling in this week and joining me on At Large Bid. No problem. Glad to be here. Sad to have you as well. (laughs) Uh, You wrote a really good article for the 48 Minutes Network website last week about Kind of the best bets to win the national championship. That was a fun time. I enjoyed getting all that together. Yeah, and then one of those teams in particular we talked about was Virginia. Yeah, the, you know, this is the strongest Virginia team, I think, that Bennett's had in his tenure. And, I mean, they didn't beat Duke this weekend, but they did very well at North Carolina, and I think that just solidified them in that tier right behind Duke. Yeah, so we were at Xavier on Saturday getting ready for the game. We were in the media bunker and uh, decided to throw the Virginia game, Virginia Duke game on my laptop while we had some time to kill. And we're kind of watching a little bit of it here and there, working on other things. But, um, you know, Duke just did what Duke does. Obviously, Zion Williamson does that crazy block on DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I still feel like if Duke's the best team in the country, Virginia might be the second best team in the country. And their two losses were to the best team in the country. I agree with that. I'm, I don't know that they can still be a one seed if they lose the ACC championship to Duke, but right now they're very clearly the number two team in the country for me. They've just got, they've got three guys at the top: Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, and <coughs> excuse me, DeAndre Hunter, that are just 
up there with anybody in the country in terms of a trio. Mm-hmm. Except for Zion Williamson, R.J. Yeah. Barrett, and Cam Reddish. Yeah, I was looking at the stats from that their game against Duke, and those three plus Trey Jones, they accounted for 74 of Duke's 81 points. They accounted for 21 of Duke's 25 rebounds, all 18 of Duke's assists, 9 of their 12 steals, and all 5 blocks. Wow. That is insane. That that quartet that they have is just... They don't even need the depth. They can just go 4 on 5 from here and see if they went out. Yeah, it's very plausible, honestly. I mean, they're just... Zion, he is a generational athlete, and that block he had on DeAndre Hunter, like we already talked about, was just... You don't see that very much. No, you don't. And that was, a, I mean, obviously a huge game for Duke. They are playing Louisville the night we record this, if I have it correct. So we won't be able to really kind of update on that at the point. But, um, you know, overall, like we said, uh, Duke kind of handled the business there, winning by 10 at Virginia, which is not an easy place to play. Not at all. But that was a huge R.J. Barrett game. It was a huge R.J. Barrett game. He shot the lights out. Yeah, he was 26 points, 8 of 15 from the floor. Um, you know, obviously Zion giving 18. No one's ever going to sneeze at that by any means. But they literally played seven deep. Yeah. They played uh, their bench a total of 24 minutes yeah. combined between Jack White and Deloria. And their starters played the rest of the way. So um, mm-hmm. you saw a lot of that. You, saw, you got some good shots from Cam Reddish. Yeah. Um, you're starting to see what's scary about that Duke team is it seemed like Reddish was kind of always like the, the odd man out. Now he's kind of blending in with that team, so it seems like it, it almost feels like that team's clicking, which is weird to say because they've lost two games. Right, and their two games, one was by two in Maui to Gonzaga, and then Syracuse without Trey Jones. So I mean, this team—they're just doing incredible things. Like they scored uh, what was it, eighty-one points against Virginia. Mm-hmm. That was the first time Virginia had given up 80-plus in a regulation game since 2013, and it was the first time they've given up 80-plus at home under Tony Bennett. Yeah, pretty crazy. And the the sad part is Virginia executed their game plan well. Duke just, they wanted to force Duke beyond the arc. They just, Duke just took major advantage they, yeah, of it. Yeah, they hit shots. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do to stop that Duke offense if they're hitting shots. Absolutely nothing. I know, because if you look at Virginia's box score, it's, they played a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, Ty Jerome was awesome in that game. Kyle Guy was really good, like you mentioned. Jandre uh, Hunter struggled a little bit from three. Seems like the three-point shot was really what bit him in the ass in this game. But, I mean, I think Virginia played great, and they've got some stuff going for you. I mean, to be fair, on one of those DeAndre Hunter threes, Zion went Super Saiyan yes. and just, like, blocked that into the third row from mid-range. So, I mean, you can take one of those off, but, yeah, other than that. Yeah, I think you can scratch one. I think I agree. <laughs> um, so, kind of keeping with uh, talking about Virginia, um, they kind of they had a quick turnaround, man. So they play Saturday, and then Monday they've got to go to Chapel Hill and play North Carolina, who is another team that very well could be their threat. Obviously, yeah. they're a very talented team, um, and somehow Virginia went out there. DeAndre Hunter and Kyle Guy both putting up twenty. Ty Jerome putting up fifteen with eleven assists. Yeah. He, uh, he was insane. He was. And they got good games from Gareth Brooks and Cameron Johnson and Kobe White, and it just it wasn't enough. And that's where I kind of come back to this Virginia team of, like, you can throw everything you want at them, and there's some nights it's not going to matter. Right. I mean, and Nasir Little played two minutes because of an injury, but that doesn't discount the fact that this Virginia team was down. Or North Car- They were up, and North Carolina made a comeback to go back up, and it was... It was close getting to the end, and Tony Bennett just, like, he just did what his dad did, which was motivate by <laughs> in the huddle during the timeout. And they just came out, and they just executed and executed and executed until North Carolina just couldn't respond anymore. What do you think of this Carolina team? Um, you know, I, I think they're a national title contender. Honestly, I think they're talented enough to win it. And there's times where they look great, and, you know, I'm not going to fault them for losing to Virginia. Right. Virginia, like we said, Virginia's probably the second best team in the country. And Nasir Little was out, so they didn't yeah. get anything from him. But I think they are a national title contender, too. I mean, they're they're deep. They've got... I mean, Nasir Little's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. He's not having a fantastic year, but he'd start on most teams. Yeah. And 
Roy Williams is a seasoned coach. They won the national title two years ago, so he knows how to do this. He had success at Kansas. Like he's got the pedigree, mm-hmm. and they're there's good on any given night. They could be anybody in the country. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you know the night they played Kentucky. Kentucky was just outstanding defensively, which has been a trend of theirs this year. Obviously, yeah. Um, you know the, the Texas loss was probably not their best loss by any means, but that happens. Yeah, every. Every team usually has that one loss. It's like what what happened there, but except for Virginia, yeah, except for Virginia. Yeah, Duke lost to Syracuse this year, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I know Trey Jones got hurt, but yeah, I mean, still, that's not a game you should lose. Yeah, um, but like we were talking about, every team has that loss, and I mean, Texas isn't a bad team. No, they're not. They're just they haven't pulled out the wins. They've been in every game. They've got. A lottery talent in Jackson Hayes. Shaka Smart is their coach. The defense is coming together. So it's not like they're a bad team. They're just not stringing together the wins like you'd think they would. Yeah, I, I know. And that, it's it's a little shocking. Um, <laughs> Shaka Smart. Get it? That was unintentional just for the record. I want to make sure we get that out there. Um, but <clears throat> overall, you know, a couple couple crazy games for Virginia. Um, like you said, this is Tony Bennett's probably his best team he's had there. Um, last year, obviously, they were great. I know what happened. I know they had the slip up, but DeAndre it, Hunter was out that game too. Yes. they shouldn't have lost by twenty, but DeAndre Hunter was out, and he makes a difference on both ends. Yeah, and they play Notre Dame on Saturday, which e- yikes. Yeah, at home. Yikes. Yeah, so <laughs> we we probably know how that one's gonna go. Yeah. Let me see what their schedule looks like coming up. I actually haven't fully looked at this. To be honest with you. So, after Notre Dame, they go to Virginia Tech. Tough winnable to game. Yeah, winnable game. Very tough place to play. Yeah. Then they're at Louisville. That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be crazy. Is, that team's been the surprise of the year, like you talked about on yeah. previous podcasts. Um, then Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, and then Louisville again. So, I mean, obviously, they're, 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 you got to bet money they'll win all those games. I would uh, bet they, on that, yeah. Yeah, but that's that. There's some tough matchups. Oh in there. yeah, I think at least both Louisville games will be tough. Oh yeah. Obviously, Virginia Tech is a tough place to play, even if they are a little down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've still got good talent in both spots. I mean, they can score 47 points and win. Yeah. Get it because and they can win by 23 by only scoring 47. Yeah, that's so stupid. <laughs> that's just still can't awful. believe that was an actual final score in 2019. But it happened. It did. It was something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, those games are definitely winnable. Virginia's top five in both offense and defense. Duke's the only other team in the country um, to do that. So they can, like Carolina, they can beat anybody on any given night, but they're more likely than Carolina to beat anybody on any given night. Yeah. Unless it's Duke, apparently. Yeah, I agree. All right, so um, let me get real quick. We have the... We got our first taste of the top 16 uh, in the NCAA tournament, which, of course, is not coming up as I put it together. There we go. All right. So let's kind of look at this real quick, kind of get your quick thoughts on there. All right. Um, obviously, you know, the ones being – so it, the east region – go, let's go that way instead of going okay. one, two, three, four. So the east region, which is in D.C., one, two, three, four was Duke, Michigan, Marquette, Iowa State. Okay. Pretty pretty, pretty yeah. good. That, that's pretty tough. Yeah. The South region, which is Sweet 16's in Louisville, Tennessee, North Carolina, Purdue, Nevada. That might be easier than the East, but still pretty tough. Yeah. The Midwest, which they play the Sweet 16 in, in the Elite Eight in Kansas City. Virginia, Kentucky, Houston, Wisconsin. I, want, I would love to see those live. Those would be some intriguing matchups. Yeah. And then the West in Anaheim, it's Gonzaga, Michigan State, Kansas, and Louisville. Now, albeit things have changed in the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, Virginia did lose, but they didn't move at all in the polls. Louisville loses to Florida State. Um, what What is your take so far in the first 16? I think um, uh, it's probably wide open after the first seven teams. Mm-hmm. Probably you could put those guys in probably any order you wanted. But I think overall they did a good job. I think the one seeds for the most part I agreed with who the one seeds were. I, I mean, didn't. 
who would you slot in there? I'd play Kentucky over Gonzaga. I know Gonzaga plays in the their conference, but they're slaughtering teams right now. Oh, I get it. They're very good, and I have no issues with that. My issues are, you know, when you play St. Mary's, you beat them by 55. And I get it. Their loss is Tennessee. Their loss is North Carolina. Kentucky yeah. lost to Seton Hall in Alabama. And they, and, but they also beat Duke. Don't forget that. They beat Duke in Maui. Yeah, and Kentucky lost to Duke. Yeah. So I, I but mean, that Kentucky team's a different team than it is now, different. but nonetheless, it's still on the resume. Those two teams playing a neutral court, who would you pick to win? Kentucky and Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends, because Gonzaga's defense is not very good. No. And Kentucky's offense is not that great. So it's like, which... Is Gonzaga's offense better than Kentucky's defense type thing? Like, which one is better? Because you almost have to assume the other end would almost cancel out. I would say Kentucky's offense is better than Gonzaga's defense. Because, you know, we talk about this. Their, their offense isn't great. We, You know, Ryan, who's normally my co-host in the show, has said Kentucky is a Sweet 16 offense with a national championship defense. I would agree with that. Totally agree with that. But with that being said... You know, you don't hear nights where, like, Rui Hachimura and Brandon Clark really stop those guys from scoring. Brandon Clark's one of the best defenders in the country. I'm talking about as a team. As a team. Yes. Yeah. But you're right. Brandon Clark's an outstanding defender. But, like, how many nights do you hear, oh, Tyler Harrow went four for six from three? Fair enough. How many times do you hear that Kelton Johnson scored 18 points? Fair enough. So, like, I do believe Kentucky has the horses. And I'm not a Kentucky fan. I know I've praised them a lot on the show uh, this past few weeks. I'm not either, for the record. Yeah. Um, But... I think that they're a lot... I think they're really good. Um, I think they're definitely a national title contender. I think Gonzaga's a national title contender, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think when it comes down to it, and like I said, I know what the losses say, and I know that's what the committee's looking at, but if Gonzaga loses one game in their conference, don't you think that's got to make look better for Kentucky's resume than theirs? I think so. I would also, um, if we would swap any of them, I'd probably swap out Tennessee with Kentucky. Really? Probably. The number because... one team in the country in the AP poll. They're number one in the country with, in the AP poll, but that defense is just... Rough. It's worse than Gonzaga's. Yes, it and is. And the offense is worse than Gonzaga's. Not by much, but I just... The metrics don't back it up. It's almost like Xavier last year where the ranking... The, the metrics didn't necessarily justify the ranking. I know that the metrics aren't all that matters and resume factors into it, but... And Tennessee has some fantastic players on their roster oh yeah Grant Williams is awesome yeah Grant Williams is awesome Admiral Schofield is a a great player too but I I would honestly probably swap out Kentucky for Tennessee depending on who wins the SEC championship I would give them the one seed so this is how Ken Pum has the two teams so Gonzaga's three right now again fine with that have no issues with them as a team right um adjusted offense number one at 128.0 Adjusted defense at number 20 at 93.1. Kentucky, adjusted offense at 17th at 116.4. Okay. And adjusted defense at 88.8. Yeah, the defense is elite. Like That like defense is about. crazy. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah. since Ashton Higgins was put in the starting line. Oh my god, he's unbelievable. He's ridiculous. They do give Kentucky a lot higher rate in luck, though. They have them 68th in luck and Gonzaga at 165th in luck. Dang. Yeah. That's that's a big difference. That is a big difference. What about Tennessee? Tennessee is, according to, let's see, according to luck, Tennessee is 104th. Okay. Damn, Michigan State is 249th. I would put them a little lower than that. If Especially you're not with the doing, injuries. Yeah, with yeah. the injuries, that's where I'm coming from on that. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think they're going to fall a little bit by the next time that by the time the real brackets revealed, I don't think they'll still be a two seed. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. How many teams right now do you think the Big East has? Three? Three get in? Three for sure. Yeah. I think Villanova and Marquette are locks at this point. Like, they Yeah, can. they are. It would take two years ago when Xavier went on that six-game losing streak, they would have to lose the all the games after it, too, mm-hmm. to not make the tournament. They, it, it, they're They're getting in. Yeah, I would say I would say those two are locks, and I would say right now St. John's is in. I would think so. Yeah, and I think St. Seton Hall is still teetering. Yeah, te- they're they're teetering. I think that's the right word. Has Marcus Howard solidified conference player of the year? Is it set now? 
I think so. I do too. I don't think what I mean, he did against Villanova. Yeah. Um, I don't think Pons can overtake him. I don't think Powell is Powell's falling a little bit. I don't think yeah. Phil Booth is putting up the numbers you need. I think Marcus Howard is probably Big East Player of the Year at this point. Yeah, I'd say it's probably between Howard, Pond. If we had to put a tally on it, probably between Howard, Pond from St. John's, and then uh, Pascal from Villanova, I think would probably be your top three. Probably. Yeah, Zach Hankins being four, of course. Of course. Yes. you got to have Zach Hankins in the mix. Absolutely. I think he would be offended or sl- if he wasn't on the list. <laughs> <sighs> he might be fine with it. You never <laughs> know. <laughs> <clears throat> what did you think of that Villanova-Marquette game? That, I know the metrics aren't as high on Marquette, but watching that game, they just looked like they had the firepower to stick with. Like, they went with Villanova shot for shot, and Villanova's among the best offenses in the country. They are. So, they they clearly have the horses. They've got three high-powered offensive weapons in Marcus Howard and the Hauser brothers. God, the Hauser brothers. Yeah. This is... They're such a headache. (laughs) They're... Their parents are cool, though. Dude, Wo- they're great basketball players. <laughs> they're, Wojo's, this is the best defense under Wojo. I think they, they could. I think the defense is good. I think it needs probably need to, to be a little bit better if they want to make it past like the Sweet 16. I agree. But I, I think they're in a good spot. I think, I think they could make a run. He could be the Kemba Walker of this tournament, Marcus Howard. I think so. I yeah, think he, he could. could be the guy that like they're like a three or four. And yeah. they just run through the lead eight, through the Sweet Sixteen, get to the Elite Eight, and yeah. scare scare the hell out of like a one seed. I want to see Marcus Howard versus Virginia, or Marcus Howard versus Kentucky. That would oh, I want to see Marcus Howard against an elite defense for sure. That'd be awesome. That would be great. Yeah, it, he's kind of one of those guys. He's probably going to be like a second round pick. Probably either this year or next year. I'm not sure, but yeah, I ooh, I would love to see Howard versus Hagens. That oh, matchup, dude. Sign me up for that and one on one. I don't. I don't care about one the. On other, one. I don't care about the other four on the court <laughs> for each team. Just give me that one on one. I'm cool with it. Full court. What about Howard versus Xavier Simpson? You still want one on one, or do you want the whole team around there? I still want the whole team there because Michigan <laughs> is really freaking like they're the best defense team in the country. Oh yeah, their their defense shows up night in and night out. Yeah, Iggy is awesome. He's great. Charles Matthews is really good. He is very good. Teske is. I like him. Yeah, I just hate like. Did I tell you? I think I told you this one time. Um, I was at a Xavier presser, and Byron Larkin was telling me and Adam Baum about how Xavier Simpson really wanted to go to Xavier. Oh, really? oh yeah, you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, come on. <laughs> Don't tell me that. The uh, names matched. I mean, it, yeah. it, it should have happened. It would easy. Yeah. I mean, cool. I love Q. Q's great, but well, do you Xavier remember, and Xavier. Do you remember when Nate Montana left Notre Dame? And he went to play at the University of Montana. Oh, yeah. He was the first player ever to have his name <laughs> on the front and back of his jersey. Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Great moments in history. God, oh, not Nate Montana. <laughs> Nightmares thinking about that name. So, yeah, but going back to what we are talking about, yeah, I think uh, I think Barquette certainly with, like, they, so the Hauser brothers and Howard, I think that they could definitely go on a run. But I also would not be shocked if they lost in like the second round. Oh yeah, you never know with yeah. them. Like Xavier, Xavier almost beat them. Like, yeah, and Xavier, they're just not what they were last year. They don't. They're just not as good. And it's a first year head coach, all new staff. All the players are adjusting to new roles that they've never had before. And Xavier almost beats them at home. Granted, the crowd was electric, and Centos oh had a different feel that day. That was that was nuts. But. And they only escaped by, what was it, five points? Yeah. So they could make the run, but like you said, they could also pull Providence and crash out in the first round. Yeah, I still feel that way about Louisville. I know they've had a really, really good team this year, and they've won a lot of good games, and they went into Chapel Hill and won by 20. Yeah, that was huge. But I would not be shocked if they were the four seed that lost to a 13 this year. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. I just, I like Norwa. I like their whole Noir. team. How, how do you say his name? Yeah, it, I like the whole thing. Like yeah, Cunningham's been unreal. Who who's there in the five seconds? You know he's five seconds left on the shot clock. You know he's going to get you a bucket. Yeah, they don't they don't have one. exactly. I mean, your closest to it might be Cunningham. Yeah, I mean, I love that team, and Chris Max done an amazing job there this year. They were not supposed to be this good or no, they close were not. to it, and it's going to be his worst Louisville team, which is scary to think about. Yeah. 
I made that point a couple weeks ago. All right, you did. And but... I was like, it's it is scary because yeah, all they... the kids see us coming in next year. I think they're like according to twenty four seven. I think they're sixth or seventh recruiting class. They were second last I looked. Oh really? Yeah, they were. I know David Johnson is a top one hundred kid. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, Aiden Igihong, I think is how you say his name, is really good. Uh, Samuel Williamson is tearing it up this season. Like he, his stock is through the roof right now. He's really, really good. So there's three guys you got coming in right there that are probably going to be high level impact players next year. Donnie, you just need to come work here just so you can <laughs> update us on recruiting. Cause we're 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 behind on that. We know, uh, I know about the Xavier kids, but that's about all I know. I got. I mean, I got curious. <laughs> all right. So talking about recruiting. Oh boy. Anthony Edwards, oh, number God. two player in the country. I love this dude. He's super good. Potentially be the number one pick in the 2020 NBA yeah. draft. Uh, I would say odds on favorite, even with Wiseman. Even with Wiseman, and I know ESPN right now has uh, McDaniel's going number one, but they've got Edwards at number two, and I there's just not really a major hole in his game. No, there's, there's not. stuff that's going to come with time, and those are what his weaknesses are right now. He can be an explosive athlete. He can be a smooth athlete. He can shoot. He's big. I mean, he can pass. He's a six-five shooting guard. But Evan Daniels compared him. They're fourth, him, by the way, Lobel. They're fourth. Okay, but Evan Daniels compared him to James Harden. I don't know that I would go that far, but he loves Oladipo. They have a very similar profile. They seem like similar level players. And Oladipo was having a fantastic season before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So. He's a high potential guy, and if he can live, if he can do well next year at Georgia, there's no way he's not a top five pick. Well, remember too, he reclassified. Yeah, he did reclassify, so there's that to consider too. Um, he does need to be a little more efficient with his game, a little. Uh, he's probably, but that's stuff that comes with time. That as you learn the game, because like you said, he reclassified, so yeah. he's he's ahead of the curve a little bit here. He's going to do the Marvin Bagley where he's going <laughs> to declare for the draft and then go back to get his high school diploma. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But <laughs> I saw some people saying that he would be a program changer, though. I wouldn't go that far. Right. Because, I mean, the guys that do that, like Ben Simmons at LSU, LSU is still Rough. what they were. Yeah. Marco I mean, Holtz at Washington, they had a bad year. Yeah, they're, they're still what they were. I mean, not anymore, but they were. They had to fire the coach yeah. to get there. Um, but yeah, I don't think he'll be a program changer or anything like that. Tom Crane is a great guy, it seems like. And he develops guards really well. Like Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, that track record speaks for itself. I can see yeah, why, it does. why he would want to go there. I don't think he'll be the program changer guy. No, I think Georgia will probably... They'll obviously be better. Right. I mean, they, they're 12th right now in recruiting class, but strictly because of yeah. him. I mean, other right. than that, you know. Yeah. Um, But I think he's going to be able to really – he's going to win them a lot of games. I think so. And when you see him go to Rupp, how exciting that's going to be. Oh, and... God, that crowd. Although he did choose Georgia over UK, so he won't yeah. get the warmest of welcomes. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all, which <laughs> makes it even better. I remember when Malik Monk chose Kentucky over Arkansas and how nuts Arkansas went when, he went, when they went back there. Oh, God. Can you imagine the Crosstown shootout next year when Samari Curtis gets yeah. on the court? Oh, forgot about that. That's going to be rough. That is. Yeah. Back to Anthony Edwards for a minute. He's he's going to be playing in the SEC, so he's going to get his exposure. Mm-hmm. ESPN loves to latch on, apparently, now to a college guy a year, like Trey Young last year's eye on this year. Edwards has the potential John to Morant be that guy year. next year. John Morant, too. Um he has the potential to be that guy next year, so you could be seeing a lot of him. I, I I'm really looking forward to it. I think his talent level is through the roof. He's a good two way guard that you don't see too yeah. often at this level. Yeah. Like you said, he's still got a stuff to, a lot of stuff to learn. Um, but but that comes. Yeah. So I guess now that he's committed, the next guy on the board's got to be Cole Anthony, right? Yeah, Cole Anthony. It seems like he's the top guard in the class. I think. Yeah. For so sure. It's between less than so it's between Carolina and Oregon. That's yeah. That's what I saw too. Yeah, I think 24-7 has it 44% Carolina. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. That's, I I think he's going to Carolina. I think that's probably where he ends up as of right now. But it's recruiting. You never know. Yeah. Things change on a dime. Like, we thought Anthony Edwards was going to Florida State up until he canceled the visit. Yeah. So, 
And, you know, whoever drops the biggest bag, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. He could be a Georgia. <laughs> For sure. He could awesome. definitely be a Georgia. That would actually be pretty <laughs> awesome. I would love that. Anthony Edwards and Cole Anthony, that would Dude, be the best backcourt in the country. Yeah, but it seems like, you know, he's between Oregon and North Carolina. So this is obviously, he's a Nike, he's a Nike prospect for sure. Yeah, he is. So um, that's obviously going to play a part in that as well. Let me look at Cole's list real quick. I haven't looked at it in a couple weeks. Yeah, he's, I, I like him. I like, I like him game. a lot. He seems to have that, that mentality of like, I'm going to succeed, try and stop me. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be very good. He's going to reach whatever his ceiling is, in my opinion. Wow, Evan Daniels has him at 62% North Carolina. Okay. I know he's got one. I think he's got one of his friends that committed there. Yeah, so right now his, his warm list is Georgetown, Carolina, Oregon, Miami, and Notre Dame. I think that was his final five. Yeah. Technically, but right now I could I think it's really only down to Oregon and North Carolina. I do too. His comparison is Donovan Mitchell. That's I see that. Comp, yeah. yeah, I see that. Actually, now that I think about it, I think he's more of a point guard than Mitchell, but right. he's still got combo guard tendencies. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Well, yeah, man. You know, we kind of touched on everything here. Um, thanks for filling in this week. It's a lot, it was awesome to have you here. Um, last thing before we get out of here, could we have to ask because obviously the team we cover where we're at all oh, the time. Boy. Yeah. Will they win a game again this year? Will they pull off a victory at I'm some point? I'm going to bet yes. Okay. I just can't see them not winning another game this year. It's just they they put in the effort every game, so they don't quit. Yeah. I mean, it's a first-year head coach and an all-new staff. Mistakes down the stretch are going to happen, but at some point you got to imagine they're going to get it right. They're yeah, going to figure it out. They're certainly talented enough to win some of the games they've lost. Yeah. And I mean, they've at home. Their their next home slate is they've got three left, and it's Creighton, Villanova, and St. John's. So not the easiest, but Ooh. they. <laughs> I know. But, I saw right now the spread on the Creighton game to pick them. Oh boy. Yeah. So if they don't win that Creighton game, it could get dicey. But I think they'll give St. John's a run for their money. I think they can defend Smory Ponds better this year than they could last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that defense, though. We'll, yeah, we'll see. It's rough. Um, there's that one guy that always goes off, and it kind of every game. There's every like game, yeah. Like at least one shut down. They tend. It seems like they shut down all the role players, but then the star players just like go. Yeah, Marcus Howard. Obviously, that Saturday afternoon that was crazy yeah. insane. Him and the Hauser brothers. They all scored more than twenty, wasn't it? Or at mm-hmm. least close to it. Uh, yeah. The Wisconsin game. Hap Davidson and. Um, else their their third star that guy i can't remember his name it's killing me yeah i can't either but, they're about to, they played michigan state tonight too oh yeah um crap was it trice maybe let me get their schedule out real quick now but you have me thinking about it they scored they scored all but like nine of the points they grabbed all but they did what duke's big four did against virginia like they it seemed but the role players did nothing it was like that almost against Marquette. They did a fantastic job of getting Theo John out of the game against Marquette. He played very few minutes, and he wasn't impactful while he was in because of the foul trouble. Yeah, it was. It's Demetric Trice. Demetric so. Trice, yes. You're right. Yeah. Good deal. So, <laughs> Fair enough. If, if they can get the Stars to shut down, like they still have to go on the road and play Seton Hall, if they can keep Miles Powell down, if they can keep Shmory Ponstow, which tall task, keeping either of those guys down. Yeah. I mean... I think they'll get one somewhere. I think they will too. They, they're too talented. I think to not win another. They're too talented to finish three and fifteen in the Big East. Like that's just not. Yeah, I agree. Like they're, they're just too talented. Steele's too smart of a coach. Like his basketball IQ is insane. insane. Yeah, if yes, you listen to him talk about it, I love it when he's in press conference. He talks about like defensive defense defensive assist rating and talks about Ken Palm. I'm like. Yeah, this is my guy. And he was talking about on his one of his first radio shows. He was talking about we want to have a higher uh, average possession time. Like we want to have the ball for more than what was it was something like fifteen seconds. They want to hold the ball for like twenty seconds of possession at least. He's big on um, eleven turnovers or less. Yeah, he he talks about um <clears throat> he talked about in NBA mid range they shot under forty percent and those are the best in the world. So you want to limit those shots in college. I mean, he's a super smart guy. It'll come. Yeah. I mean, and you can tell he's learning. It seems like he's learning this year. So 
I mean, I don't think people are talking about has this team gotten worse or whatever. They, I think they've just looked worse because of the better competition. Yeah, and they're not as they they don't have the, the firepower to match those teams right now. Right. I mean, if they had another, if two of those guys at the back end of the rotation could just all of a sudden out of nowhere something clicks, they could be really good. They they just need more more from the guys on the bench. I think. Agreed. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you for coming and doing this with us. No um, problem. We'll have to get you back on here for sure soon. Oh, definitely. I yes. have a good time. So we're going to go and wrap up this week's edition of At Large Bid, brought to you by the 48 Minutes Network and 48MinutesNetwork.com. Um, hey, I know we advertise. We're pushing it a lot. But March 20th, Wednesday night, the day before the NCAA tournament, Braxton Brewery, a live At Large Bid show between myself and Ryan. Going to be joined by Brad Redford and Adam Baum. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Come out and have some beers with us. Talk some hoops with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you guys out there. It's free. There's no reason not to be there. None at all. None. Absolutely none. Right? Donnie's going to be there. (laughs) For sure. I already got it circled on my calendar. Exactly. All right, guys. Have a good night. See ya. thought that um, since Donnie filled in for Ryan this week, we would be done working this week, but... We back! So this is the first ever two-part episode of At Large Bid. It's a, this is two weeks in a row of first. Yeah. What was the one last week again? Our first guest. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was awesome. Carrie Miller. That was good. That was good talk. Yeah, it was. Everything's changed since then. <laughs> um, so we were like, you know what? Everything's going to be fine. Sat Tuesday night. When we were first recorded, yep, nothing's gonna go crazy, right? Nah, no. Hey, first off, I do have to say because we asked, we ended the last, uh, the original episode with, will Xavier win another basketball game? They did win. They won a game. They did. They won a game. So, so we got we got that. Check that off the list. Yes, and then, <laughs> you know, we talked about Michigan. Ryan and I, we've talked about Michigan a lot on this on this show this year. Up and down, and we're like, oh, they're playing Penn State. Yeah. Oh, they got this in the bag. They're going to wax them. In the bag. LOL, no. Psych. Not only does um, this beeline get kicked out of the game, <laughs> they get waxed in Happy Valley Mm-mm. to a basketball team that's hot poop garbage. Doo-doo. Penn State sucks. Doo-doo. What's going on? I don't know, man. I think that bad Michigan offense is really catching up to them finally. Like, we know how good they are defensively. They are, you know... But they even gave up 75 points yeah. to Penn State. So. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> Drake. Yeah, they did. They have 75 points. They lost 75 to 69. Let's let's look at the offense in this game, Ryan, shall we? <laughs> wow. There was one guy. There was two guys that scored in double digits, Charles Matthews and Jordan Poole. Charles Matthews had an awesome shooting game. Um, the yeah. rest of the team did not. Jordan Poole, one of eight from three. Hmm. Yeah, Xavier Simpson, 2 of 6 from 3. Hmm. He made two field goals all game. He was 0 of 3 from 2. Okay, yeah, sure. And Jeez. then uh, Charles Matthews fouled out. Um, let's see. Isaiah Livers got 33 minutes of gameplay. Wow. Why did they let him wear number 4 at Michigan? Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Put in the rafters. Would it like like would it like list like his accomplishments and then just scratch it out? Probably. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You'd have to. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. C Web. Best and, player in Carolina history. <laughs> and then literally on the other end, Penn State just got a great game from Lamar Stevens, who scored twenty six and had twelve rebounds. Neither team shot good at all. No. And apparently Michigan can't win in those games, and that's weird to me. It is. Two technical fouls. So I'll say this. 12 turnovers, 10 assists. It's hard to be nervous about a team that's 22-3, and three, but their play of late has not really been great. Mm-mm. So this add this to another team of the Tim and Ryan jinx. <laughs> I think that's just the whole... The whole damn country <laughs> at this point. The whole country. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, if we say one nice thing about you, you'll lose the next week. Like Go back and uh, listen to all of our at-large bids. Or look at my tweets <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> from Monday. <laughs> Sorry, Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> So it's literally like it's almost a theme. It's like we joke about this, but it's really it's right. happening a lot now. Like right. that week we talked about Michigan State, they lose to Purdue. Yep. 
We've talked about Kentucky, their 10-game win streak for a while. They lose, which we're going to get to that. We talk about Louisville, and we're like, man, they're putting it on Duke. Watch out for this team. And, you know, we know how that goes. We're getting to that, too. And then, you know, Kansas, we've been like, oh, you know, they can really get oh, recover. They've been losing a lot, but they yeah. won, they've won their last couple games. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked a lot about Marquette. Why yeah. aren't they losing? Yeah. Although they did. They lost at St. John's. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, they bounced back. Yeah. <laughs> they very much did. <laughs> and then, you know. So it's like it goes back to your point you made a couple weeks ago about how much parity exists this year in college basketball. There's like 20 teams that can win. Yeah, because I know last week with Kerry, he said there's 10 for sure. Yeah. But there probably are 10 dark horses you can give me a, a very, very good case for. Mm-hmm. And that's frightening. Mm-hmm. It, But fun. It is fun. It makes it interesting because... If only we had a pre-show to talk about that on that's going to be live. Yes, if only. Yes, which you heard about in the introduction. Uh, we will be live at Braxton Brewery Wednesday, March 20th from 7.30 to 9, getting you ready for the tournament, a.k.a. we're going to tell you who we're picking so you guys pick the opposite and actually win money. 100%. But I'm sure you now know, like law states, that if you do a poll at the office, if you do an office poll and you win, you have to report that on your taxes. So <laughs> that's dumb. Don't do it. Oh. Keep that money from the gov. That was almost a poster. Um, you might see some bags fly in this one, Ooh. in this in the show. There won't be any money in them, but there will be duffels. Adidas bags. Yes. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Dude, can we do that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm so down. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we got to have one Nike one just has an Arizona logo on it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Arizona. Yeah, who's up by one on Utah right now? Ooh, barn burner. Barn burner. Big game. Pac-12 literally might only get one team in this year. Good. And that's whoever wins the conference. Good. Because it's awful. Duty. Like right now, you and I are watching two Ohio Valley teams that have better <laughs> cases than any Pac-12 team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Morants are really good. Morant State is so Morant good. Morant State. <laughs> John Morant State is so John good. Morant State. <laughs> Is, oh, he is. He's, he's so good. Hey, so uh, before we get into kind of talking about um, the Kentucky, uh, LSU, and Duke mm-hmm. Louisville games, mm-hmm. you know what I found interesting? What? So I got to um, I got to Xavier pretty early yesterday for the game, mm-hmm. and I was like doing some stat diving and kind of talking, like looking at different guys and guys I've seen play this year where they're ranked. Mm-hmm. Antoine Davis is actually not number one in the nation in three pointers made. Oh, really? He's second to um, what's the kid from Wofford? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, God, I forgot his name. That's terrible of me. Like but Spencer he has, or something. Or, yeah, yeah, he has one more made than Davis, so they're both probably. Gonna oh, break, so it's head and head. They're both probably going to break the record this year. This is McGuire's Sosa of college basketball. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. You like that? I like that. I just came up with it. That was good. Yeah, I actually did not think about that one ahead of time. I promise. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, bro. No problem. What a great! I'm so happy to spend Valentine's Day getting bromantic with my at-large Bitco. Absolutely. I like, what is it called? Galentine's Gallant, Gallant, Day yeah, from Gallant Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. And I have never seen that show, and everybody has it posted everywhere. Yeah. We need one. <laughs> what would be called? Broentines? Guilentine. Guilentines. What was... Okay. I, we're, we can't do commentary during a pod on the <laughs> game. All right. So where do you want to start? Do we start Kentucky, or do we start with Louisville? <sighs> Man... Well, I'll probably have a long apology for Louisville, so we can go ahead and start with the UK. All right. So, we basically have done everything but guarantee Kentucky's a one seed at this point. <laughs> I have. Yeah, you, you, ha- you have said you I feel like I actually have. I honestly don't think this loss really hurts them in that case. No. Um, but. But it was at home, too, right? It was at home. I mean, and they had a nine-point lead with, like, a, a little bit to go. So they, had, they definitely had their chances to really put this game away, and they couldn't. Yeah. I think we did say, though, LSU was going to give them some problems anyway. Oh, for sure. I mean, LSU's a really good team, so we're not taking anything away from the Tigers in this game. Right. By any means, except for that was totally goaltending. But, you know, I'm not going to be that Kentucky that Kentucky guy here, am yeah. I? Uh, so here's what I do want to talk about in the positives of that game. P.J. Washington was a mammoth. He was unreal. You remember, like... He's playing like he should have. Yeah, I was going to say, been. there was times last year when we wondered if he even played basketball. Right. Comes out, drops 20 and 9. Yeah, he was awesome. And he was hitting free throws. I mean, he was 6 of 8 from the line. He was hitting what? Free throws. Wow. Free throws, free 
throws, free throws, free throws, free throws, free throws, plus free throws. Oh, wow. 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 Moran just made a crazy shot. So, on the other end, um, Nas Reed for LSU has a huge game. Yeah. Tremont Waters for LSU has a huge game. Um, this LSU, LSU, LSU words team is pretty damn good, man. I actually didn't realize they're 18th in the nation. Yeah. Or at that time. So, we say he's tough. We're about to jinx LSU now, aren't we? They're going to be added to the list. That's okay. See you later, guys. <laughs> and you're out. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> But, yeah, um, you know, they played really good defense. Both teams played really good defense in this game. We've talked about Kentucky's defense all year. Yeah. Um, but here I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back up, man. Okay. Why is Reed Travis playing so many minutes? <laughs> 37. 37 minutes. But he's so unproductive. Nine and nine? Yeah. He had, like, a cool dunk. But it was on a really cool assist from PJ. That's how, that's how he gets all his points, man. Yeah. He played the most minutes of anyone on the team. Hero had 39. Oh, well. Which be. is, again, why is he playing 39? Well, I mean, they're not getting shit from their bench right now. Yeah. So between Baker, Montgomery, Richards, and Quickly, they got 10 points and 9 rebounds and 2 assists. And 4 fouls. Wow. Yes. Nick Richards had a point. That's your boy. I feel like every time I look at his stats, like every couple weeks, I should say, he has a game where he scores a point. Yeah. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Consistent. So they lose this one. Um, you know, didn't really play. They they <clears throat> they gave the game away in a lot of possessions. Yeah. Um, are you concerned, or do you think it's just a game? I think it's just a game at this point. I do too. Because if they win, they win Saturday against Tennessee, then it's a wash basically. Mm-hmm. Which I would not be shocked if they do. Yeah. Um, Get refocused. Yeah. Big game. They've. I mean. Aside from due game, they've stepped up. Yeah, in every big game, for sure, they've been really good. You know what they smashed? <laughs> no what? Tricks. I wish I wish I could show my facial reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't done a dual cast in a while, have we? No, no I don't know why. Good. It's all good. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh-huh. Cam- camera guy's been busy. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just another game for them. I think they're okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see them play Tennessee Saturday. It's going to be tough. See a firepower offense a great against a great defense. Mm-hmm. A total, total Saturday night's main event kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, as a WWF reference for anybody out there. Love it. But, yeah, great Williams versus P.J. Washington. It's going to be a nice That's going to be fun. Yeah. Highlighted here, too. Oh, yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> you know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, I must, I must know basketball. Something. Wow, I didn't realize Grant Williams has 15 points or more in 19 of Tennessee's 24 games this year. He's balling. He's probably SEC Player of the Year right now. I think he's got to be. He's, they, this is probably one and two. Yeah. Right? Washington's got to be up there. Yeah. I mean, he's been unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think about that game? you have any thoughts? You, you think Kentucky wins at home? I think they're going to need to if they don't want their fans to get get a little rowdy. Call call for Cal's job. Yeah, already, man. Or again, rather. Yeah, I was going to say, already. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, even if they lose, it's yeah. a test game really. This I get well, I don't know how many test games you could have at this point, but Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a huge game. I think they'll step up though. I think so I think so too. I'm not really concerned about them. No. Um, even if they, like I said, even if they lose, I'm still not really concerned. No. It's just get get to the tournament healthy at this point. Yeah. Because, I mean, the next. We all know they're going to get shafted in the tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the next five of, their, five of their next six are at Mizzou, Auburn, Arkansas, at Ole Miss, and home for Florida for the last game of the year. Mm. So they do have one more game at Tennessee on the 2nd of March. Hmm. And then, of course, it's the SEC tournament. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think the schedule is definitely favorable. I mean, I don't think this drops them out of the first of the first sixteen. No, no. So it shouldn't. yeah, I still, I still think they're in that two seed range. Yeah, high two, low one. If they would have won, and they would have won out, I think they would have definitely had to have been a one seed. Yeah, I do too. Like I said, that week where I said they were one, if you would ask me that day, they would have had to been a one. But now, I think two is solid where they're at. Yeah, I do too. All right, so on the other end of the state, well, not really. It's only about an hour away. Yeah. Um, the biggest debacle Crazy. To date 
to date. Crazy. Tale of two halves. <laughs> Shit, tale of ten minutes. <laughs> I have never in my life seen a team freak out from a press. They like they literally forgot how to play basketball. Yeah. And kudos to K. Oh, for sure. Because that press was the defense. <laughs> that was nuts. That was. That was absolutely crazy. Well, they have twenty-two at one point. Louisville was up twenty-two at one point. With like nine minutes to go, they were up twenty-two. I thought it was a wrap. I did too. Even the announcers, they said like, "This game is over, but it's not over," <laughs> which was a really good take. Um, yeah, very good analysis there. <laughs> but they, they could have win. Been, they couldn't have they been more probably right. Probably won't, but they could win. Just. I don't need, I I'm still kind of like 23 was it. the lead, yeah. Still kind of digesting it too even. I mean So yeah, 10 minutes ago they were down 23. Wow. Okay, what's that tell First off, what's this tell you about this Duke team? They're real. For real. They're real. Unbelievable. Um I will say though, little ridiculous. Zion had a four fouls at like <laughs> the beginning of that run yeah. and did not foul once. I remember um, a little wild. Andy Samberg was on Bill Simmons pod last year after game one of the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. And remember in the first game of the NBA finals, there was that like questionable draw. Yes. Um, that on LeBron. Yes. And like the guy, he's like, I remember like sitting there like thinking about it. And I was like, Oh, you know, I could have gone either way. And they're like that foul on LeBron James. It was like, what? Five minutes ago in the game. He's mm-hmm. like, first of the game it's like oh fuck you (laughs) (laughs) it was just wild man I mean if you're Louisville there was a play well that one play when McMahon was in the when the arc that like that was kind of crazy I kind of hate the arc I do too I think it's crap because I mean that that was through and through a charge yeah no doubt but they reverse it call block and then not a fan of that call (sighs) like I said I I tweeted out (laughs) You did. Do you want? Can I find it? Can I actually read it? You can, yeah, verbatim. Okay. Verbatim. Because I mean, I gotta get through like thirty thousand fucking tweets before then. But <laughs> I apologize, uh, Card Nation. Um, you know, I gave I gave Chris Mack the player or coach of the year. He still is. Yeah, but like <laughs> unanimous. North Louisville was. I love the tweet. Duke was basically down in NC State full game to Louisville at one point. <laughs> That was the best. That was a good one. Let's see. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yo, I jinx Louisville. <laughs> Sorry. Let me just find like the be- every every single time you see Coach K yelling, all I can think about was when Reggie Bullock said he looked like a weasel at the McDonald's All American game. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was a rat. How can you not love this gritty in all caps ass Louisville team? They may be my favorite team to watch. So true. Is that where it started? Yeah, I think so. All right. Possibly. And then you have the Jay Z gif of the PIMP video. I mean, the uh, <laughs> Big Pimpin' video. Like, with his, yeah, the huh. And it was said, my face watching this entire game. So, Ryan, you are to blame for this one. I'll take full blame. Yes. Card Nation, if you show up at our show. You can flip off Ryan and say fuck you for ruining the Duke game for us. And I was at the North Carolina game at Louisville. Yeah. Not the one in Chapel Hill. We got blasted there, but you know, we got blasted. Mm-hmm. And Moran just made another crazy play. Yeah, he did. Unreal. Alright, so I will say this about Louisville. Yes. And I'm gonna kind of go I'm gonna play the half full, half empty game. Yeah. So, obviously, anytime you drop a game like that where you have that big of a lead, it's probably not good. Yeah. Um, but there's something to say about being up 22 points on Duke. Mm-hmm. 23. Because, honestly, man, like, no other team's done it this year. Yeah. The big, I think the biggest like, – I know they've lost two games. Right. But those two games were pretty close. I know at one point Gonzaga was up decent in that game. Mm-hmm. And when they lost and they came back, and Duke came back and made it fun. Yeah. But – and that was early Duke, too. Yeah, that was... I mean, I know what they did against Kentucky. was unbelievably impressive. Yeah. Uh, I'll never back away from that. But I think that... I mean, there's two different, there are two different teams now. Yeah. Each one. Yeah, for sure. So, 
And then this, the Syracuse game, they lost by four. Right. Um, I'm trying to see what that score. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, that's something you got to give those guys credit for. I know Chris, Chris is so competitive that Chris is not going to look at him that way. Mm-mm. He probably made them run their souls out. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like he probably took a lot of that blame because I oh, think yeah. five minutes left in that game, they had zero timeouts. Yeah. That's that's tough. I think, you know, he was bound to have a rough welcome to the ACC game because mm-hmm. they were, you know, I don't know if they lost to Florida State. Was that mm-hmm. Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, this is kind of what that conference is all about. Right. And the crazy thing is, is, you know, that lead that they had shows their potential. Yes. And what they could possibly do in the tournament. And again, how many times have we said this on this show? Mm-hmm. This is the worst level team he's going to have. That's scary. Yeah. They're just so inconsistent. They don't have the athletes. I mean, you're up 22 and you're trying to hold off three NBA draft picks. Like four. Um, yeah, four. Yeah. Essential lot- lottery picks. Yeah, so, three I mean, lottery picks for sure. Three top five guys. That's hard. That's yeah. very, very hard to do. And, I mean, there's no knock against the people who are on the players who are on Louisville. I mean, they played their asses off. They just, like, they had they had a breakdown offensively. Yeah. And got a hellacious press put on them. Dude, R.J. Barrett was so disrespectful for that between the legs pass yes, to Cam. Was. That, was, that was dope, though. That was so dope. <laughs> that was so dope. Oh, my God, it was unreal. Um... You know, I don't mean this to sound very hot takey. No, that's so fair. I hope I hope it's not coming off that way. Just like a, I hope it doesn't happen. So I can say I told you so thing. This is a hot take. I still don't think Duke's going to win the title. I think no, at I some point either. they're going to slip up. They, I mean, the tournament you have to win, or you only have to win one game to advance. Yeah. I mean, to get to the next round, obviously, they can get beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be a team. There's going to be a team that they're going to struggle with. Maybe like next Wednesday at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. It's so weird. It's it's so weird it's that late in the year. I hate it. I know. Like, Kentucky and Tennessee are just now playing. Yeah. Duke and Carolina are just now playing. Mm-hmm. It's weird, man. I'm nervous. Could you imagine if Louisville and Kentucky didn't play until, like, the last week of the season? Like I want that. Oh, my God. How cool would that be, actually? Yeah, that would be really cool. Especially, like, right now, how both teams are kind of how playing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when Chris Mack starts to beat... Um, starts to be Calipari a lot. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. It'll be fun. Yeah, but I'm I'm not overtly concerned with Louisville either. I'm not either. Uh, the schedule for them is pretty favorable, if I remember correctly. What do you think they're? Oh, I think they played Virginia twice. Okay, besides that, <laughs> <laughs> so so they got Clemson, who take. just lost the other night, and their bubbles bro- basically bursted. Yep. Then they go to Cuse. Um. Then yeah, you're right. Virginia at home. Uh, that's a noon tip off. Mm. I'm trying to think if I have a game that day. I do. I have Northern, but they play at night. I can make it back. Good. Yeah, I might do that. They go to Boston College. They host Notre Dame and Mike Bray, and then they go to Virginia. Ooh. So I don't think they'll win any of those Virginia games, but I think they'll win every other game. I think I think they got a chance to win a Virginia game. Even if you win John Paxson's at the frickin' Murray State game, get him the fuck off the screen. <laughs> Don't even show him. Oh, man, that's funny. God. Ruining the Bulls. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. So that was... Okay, so before we get out of here for this kind of just touch-up because everything was crazy, and we talked about Michigan, we talked about Kentucky. So did you hear about Rick Pitino's team in Greece, how they won the other day? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Oh, man, this is awesome. So let me find the Petuito's tweet first oh, off because it makes it even better. Okay. So apparently they were playing – now, mind you, I told you, Sean Kilpatrick plays on that team yeah. in Greece. Yeah. Um. So apparently they were playing this team in there and, like, let me find it. Okay, here it is. So they were up 15 at halftime, and they just, like, came out and just were kicking ass to start the second half, just knocking everyone out the five minutes like five minutes of the half. Apparently the other team quit. Five minutes of the second half they forfeited. And they were down how many? They were down like twenty at at that point. And they just quit? They were like, we out. 
They're pro players still. They're, yeah. pro, they're a pro team. And they just quit. It's uh, shocking that Rick um, wasn't the one that stopped so fast. <laughs> he didn't stop the game prematurely. Yeah. I mean, someone stopped it prematurely. <laughs> but it wasn't him. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Like, Did Rick Pitino really know it was five minutes? <laughs> you know? He, he had no recollection. Yeah. Probably knows it was probably about, tw- about 14 seconds. More power to you, brother. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a college... Uh... His name is still coming up for UCLA. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst case scenario? Patino. Let's hire Patino. <laughs> yes. How else it's... can we ruin this school? He's like, uh, Under Armour, you got bags? <laughs> Splits. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, man. Jeez. Do All right. Think, do you think Jaws going to get a triple-double tonight? Probably. What's he at now? 28-9-10? <clears throat> mm, I think 28-3-7. and seven. Yeah. Close enough. Something like that. Let me look at one more thing here before we bounce. I haven't got any information on... Uh, I think Nas Little's fine. I don't know about Cam Johnson, though. He got hurt in our game, too. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yes, he did. That's when they went on the run. That's when we lost. So some, some big games to look forward to this week. How do you think North Carolina's going to do at Wake Forest, Ryan? Probably lose. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm the worst fan ever. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so bad. Michigan-Maryland. Can Michigan bounce back against a good Maryland team? They're gonna, yeah. yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, last night took an L, but tonight they bounce back. Yeah. 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 I like it. Big Sean. Big Sean. I do it. Iowa State, Kansas State, big game in the Big 12. Ugh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <clears throat> no disrespect, but I don't care. Oh, man, who's Gonzaga playing? Oh. The University, Thomas Moore, wow. The University of San cool. Diego. Wow, Man. Thomas Moore, great. Lindsey Wilson, hey, good job, mid-major, woohoo. Watch out for San Diego, everyone. I hope they upset them. That'd be dope. I would love that. I would go buy a San Diego shirt. I would too. <laughs> like one of those ones that says, I heart San Diego. <laughs> and then uh, Sunday, we got uh, we got a really good Big East game. You know I like my Big East basketball. Yeah, who's playing? Villanova at St. John's. Shimori Ponds mm. versus that really good Villanova team. Man. Yeah. Nova is really playing good right now. Got it now. I know they lost Marquette, but that's because Marcus Howard is like, yeah. if there was no Zion Williamson, Marcus Howard would be the player of the year. Agreed. Yeah. He's disgustingly I'm good. over Zion Williams. <laughs> I'm so over him, dude. Well, you're going to hear about him for at least 15 more years. Great. Yeah. Somebody, you know somebody the other day was saying they don't think he's going to be good in the league. Who? It's nobody credible, but still. Yeah. I'm not going to throw names out there, but. Was it Gilbert Arenas? <laughs> no. No, it was not. Yeah. He agrees with me that RJ is a better NBA I think so prospect too. Yeah, I think right so. now. They think, actually, somebody had a good take. They think Reddish is going to be really, 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 really good. I think he is, too. Honestly, I think all three of those guys will be really good. I do, too. I don't think Trey Jones going to be that good in the NBA. He's too small. Yeah. So, all right. Before we get out of here, we got to shout out one more time. Because, you know, shout we're going to plug, we're gonna plug the, the hell out of this for the next five weeks till it happens. Yeah. At Large Bid, live at Braxton Brewery. Storm the Court. Storm the Court campaign. In Covington, Kentucky. That's right outside Cincinnati, Ohio, for you locals that want to come out and say what's up. Uh, we're going to be there from 7.30 to 9, kind of getting you ready for the NCAA tournament. Uh, cool guests, Adam Baum from the Cincinnati Enquirer, Brad Redford, former Xavier player. Um, Are we working on anybody else? I am, actually. Okay. I don't have anything I can tell anybody yet. Yes. But Stay tuned. I do know we have extra microphones. Ooh. So, like, like we got an eight-channel mixer for this. Let's you. Yeah, so we're also going to be taking fans' questions. People want to ask us anything, ask Brad and Adam anything. Uh, we are avail- we'll have that available as well. Um, are but we going to have the Papa shot? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear back. There. I'm throwing that out there. We can we bring one if we if we can't. I mean, I'm sure we can find one. Yeah. So yes, enter. So Braxton will have the Storm to Court campaign also on BraxtonBrew.com. They're going to have their brackets uh, competition like every other website. Give away some cool swag, too. Get some swag. Swagga. Braxton does have a fire logo. They really I'm not do. just saying that because we're working with them on this, but mm-hmm. they do have great, great they logo. Do. And they have great beer. So if you like beer, you like hoops, we're your guys for that. Ryan doesn't really like beer, but he's going to have a beer that night. I'll probably have some lovely Angry Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, nothing wrong. I don't think they have that. But Damn it. 
I think probably let, they'll probably let you bring your own. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm down. All right. Bring your dogs, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to hear them bark into our microphones. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. All right, so uh, I was going to wrap up this week's edition of At Large Bid, brought to you by 48 Minutes Network and 48MinutesNetwork.com. I know this was a two-parter, but there was so much crazy shit that happened that we recorded the show that we had to do this twice. Uh, thanks to Donnie Menke again for filling in for Ryan while Ryan was gone. Appreciate that. And um, we're going to be back next week. I guess it won't be Wednesday we'll be recording because Duke, North Carolina. Near, near, near. So. Fire. Fire. All right, guys. Yeah, I might be disgruntled next week. <laughs> yeah. You might be happy next week. Uh, let's hope. Do you want to do a reaction show? Like oh, at midnight? Like an entire rant. <laughs> Just we did that off. last year um, with Uncourt Stormers. Like oh. the night Xavier lost to Florida State. Yeah. Because that week we recorded on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. And oh man, I was livid. I, I was not See, happy. I can't even be mad, really. Because we're so inconsistent. They're, they're going to be so. You lost to Virginia. Up. They're really good. Uh, yeah, but. I'm just... let's, let's just get out of here. Yeah. All right. See you, everybody. See ya. <laughs>